Welcome to episode 24 of the radio podcast. On this episode, we interview Shayna Taffender. She's a newish teacher at our school. And here we have our brand new, newly minted prime minister. That's what they're calling themselves. Prime minister and deputy prime minister, Diora and Tamman. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> so uh, can you maybe introduce this new student council crew for next year? Yeah, Diora, take it away. So the as your prime minister, my name is Diora Diaz. Uh, I have my deputy prime minister here with me. Tamman. Tamman Pirawal. Uh, our new two two new secretaries is Chayanika Aswanti yes. and Raksha Nayaran. Yeah. Our communications officer is Jasmine Gurwal, and our treasurer, who will Chan- be filling my spot, will be Chanpreet. <laughs> Money bags. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, Chanpreet. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Excellent. So this is our new crew, and uh, it's going to look really good. You, you guys have a great team for next year. Yeah, we're really excited to bring. Are you, new are you already starting to plan some stuff or goals yeah. and stuff like that? We have. Uh, we have been. Uh, we've been planning for our new events since like last like August. Since it's, we started student yeah, council, it's, been, the it's new year. been really. It's been a long time. We really want to make next year because it is the fiftieth anniversary of Delvey Secondary School. It's so the what? Fiftieth anniversary. Oh my. I actually forgot about that. Did you? <laughs> I did. Oh my goodness, Mr. Cole. We've been talking about it. And yeah. we really want to bring make some new memorable. events and like make it special for the Delvey students of this of yeah, the, next, next year. year. Of next year. Next yeah. year. Super exciting. Grad 2019. And They'll be the excited. Yeah. That'd be so cool being So thinking, thinking more short term, what, what's going to go on in the next couple weeks? The next couple of weeks is when we transition into our positions and really get a hold of our jobs. So we're planning um, the May Spirit Week, which is really special because all you Star Wars heads, you guys, this is going to have you. a fun time. Yeah. This is for you. It's for me. It's for you, Mr. Gun. It's all for you. And then um, Slip and Slide, our main event in our summer uh, summer months, yeah, will be t- uh, taking place. So get ready for the summer weather because we're gonna have a blast. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. There's gonna be food. There's gonna be games. There's gonna be water. So bring extra yeah. clothes, a towel, and money because there's, there's concessions. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's food. So pretty sure you like food. And Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo is also coming up. That will be held by our cultural club friends. Yes. And they will they will be, I think, having a chip sale. Yeah. They usually have one every year. Mm-hmm. Salsa and all the toppings, the guacamole. So, like, gotta make show it. them some love. Go to go Bring in front of money. the library and just... Buy some chips. There's, yeah. al- there's always food here at Delvia. Food is the best, Mr. Kong. I there's no <laughs> end to the amount of food that we can eat here Absolutely at Delvia. Absolutely not. Students love food. Like here, today, we had a freezy sale yeah, and we sold, we out. sold out twice. Was, yeah, twice. So That's we awesome. had to reload two times. Restock all of And our students were still like, are there any more freezies? Yeah. We're like, we had sales to tell will them. continue yeah. all week. So if you really want more freezies, just wait up. And that reminds me. Uh, in the summer months, we'll have way more freezies. So if you really want your freezies in a hot on a hot day, you know where to find us. Yeah, just There's right in front of the library. The weather's starting to to change now. It's looking actually pretty good right now. Yeah, it's really nice. It was actually raining this morning, and I was like really sad. But then like the sun came out, and I was like, so nice spring is really coming through. Freezy. Yeah, 
buy from Steam sure. Council. Yeah. They're the best freezes on the block. All right, anything else? Um, Just stay tuned for yeah. our new events coming up. Any Updates will be um, posted will be. on our social media accounts and all over the schools. Just yeah. look for the posters. Oh, by the way, speaking of how great a school we are, we actually raised $1,200 for Humboldt Broncos that we're going to send in. No that was amazing. Way. So that's way, way more than I thought our little school could do. So, um, and so thanks to everybody for donating. Uh, we just had a jar sitting there in the at reception. We donated some from student council as well as the grad <laughs> committee donated some as well. So really good job, everyone. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can nice. help support those families that, that need our help right now. Yeah, we yeah. got to stay strong for them. Yeah. Excellent. Always got to help out. All right. Uh, so you guys are going to listen to Miss Tamfner's interview. Very interesting. She's yes. a Wait, softball pro. Oh, whoa. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why you listen to this. High five, guys. Sunny for about half an hour yesterday. Yeah, and Saturday was. And I got a sunburn. My face burned. But for that half an hour. Yeah, I have sensitive skin. Yeah. I'm allergic to sunscreen. Really? Yeah. SPF or like the other chemicals they add. Um. Somebody told a pharmacist told me it was the perfume. Hmm. So something. They put perfume in sunscreen because sunscreen usually smells pretty bad. Like if you're gonna scent it, why not make it smell good? I don't know. Really? See, I don't mind the smell. Well, Hawaiian Tropic? Screen, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you don't want the, the bees to be attracted to you. That's true. It's mosquitoes with me. Mosquitoes love me. Yeah. And I and I'm, I don't know if I'm allergic to mosquitoes or not, but... It's your VO. I swell up. Like, I, if I get a bite, it just, like, within a day or two, it just, like, quadruples inside. Just so you know, that pretty much happens to everyone. No, I've I've seen it. Most people, they just get these little you have to things. I have, like, big, like, lumps, like, uh, all over my Do you my scratch it? I try Do you not pinch to. it, scratch it, poke it? If you left it alone, maybe a little bit. Yeah. If you leave it alone, it's not gonna. Put an extra. Stop. Yeah, I've tried that. I don't think that works. My mom does for me. That. After bite. Yeah. Cool it down with something. Anyways, yeah. Anyways. So I was. I feel kind of bad. I. I was. You planned this podcast. Yeah. And with uh, Shana, are yeah. we using first names too? Sure. sure. Is that your secret identity? Yeah. <sighs> Miss Oops. Exposed. Emphasis on the taff. Um, <laughs> and I was going to, I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to do this podcast. Um, because I have a vintage, I think I've told you this, Detroit Red Wings, uh, Steve Iserman hockey jersey. Right. You're From like fan. 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were going to give it to her. No. God no. <laughs> Are you kidding? I, think I was going to wear it. I was going to wear it. Because it's strictly podcast and no one will see you wearing yes, it, right? Exactly. Oh, okay. That um, makes for good radio. Because it's so much better than your Canucks jerseys. But then I, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. But I, I couldn't find it because I think somebody in my house took it for Jersey Day last week and it hasn't been returned to what? the closet where oh, it's okay. supposed to be returned to. So. But hopefully it's back home because that's 
That's, That's pretty nice. Something. It's pretty cool. It doesn't have the nameplate. It just has the number because I think oh. back then it was quite expensive to actually get the name and number. So it was like, are you going to pay the extra 10 bucks? Or So it has Steve Eiserman's 19, but it doesn't actually say Eiserman. But yeah, it would be cheaper white. if you just had one of the numbers. Like one or nine? No, that doesn't make sense. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah but know. nine, then you get Gordy Howe, so then it'd go up and That's true, but I didn't like Gordy Howe. I liked Steve. So Howe. are you even a hockey fan? No, I'm not saying I don't like his play, but I, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's, grew up it's a Gordy cool Howe, jersey. Right? So not, yeah, I'm not quite of that generation. But he was an old guy when you when you were younger. He, he was can still appreciate. playing, though, I think. He was. Like, when he was I was really guy. little, I think, was the end of his career. He played with his sons. Yeah. Son. Sons? I think until, I don't know the year. It would have been early 80s, I think, when he fully retired. Didn't he go to, like, a different league after the NHL? I think he went and played in, like, that. Yeah, he took time off and then went back. Yeah, to more of a, but I, I can't remember. But anyways. I don't remember either. Yeah. It was before your time, I think. Well, I, yeah, that's true. What was your time? What was my time? <laughs> right now. My time is now. What a time to be alive. <laughs> think about the present. Yeah. Hey, present. I've got to, I've got to see... Um, three, four, four Stanley Cups for the Red Wings. Don't remember two of them. You went to the no. Oh my final? gosh, no, 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 oh, no. Okay. It would been a live four. four okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was a toddler for two, but uh, I was alive for zero of the Canucks. What years? Yeah. Would... That's always that's until they win. I will not have a like when they if they when they you know I'm being positive here when they do win a Stanley Cup one day my um my uh my line is gone. Because everyone's like, oh, Red Wings suck, we won. It's like, yeah, but how many uh, Stanley Cups do you guys won? And usually it gets people to you know, mm-hmm. pipe down. But I heard the Red Wings didn't do too well this year. No. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of years. Two years, and that's really it. But Yeah. Well, last okay, year like was four, the first but year they didn't make the playoffs in how many 25 years? 25 years. Like 20, yeah, 25 years. And then they kind of continued on this year. with them. It's a rebuild process. It's a rebuild, but, yeah. Uh, well, you yeah. can't be They, they had a pretty, a pretty good run. But I remember those series against the um, the Avalanche back in yes, the, to the early two oh, thousands. Yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. They that just used to just hammer each other. Those two teams. Forest the two thousand two game uh, yeah. with Patrick Waugh. I was a big Joe Sackick fan too. Wow. Same number as Steve Eiserman, number yeah. nineteen as well. It's, yeah, it's a good number. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I remember I wanted that number for softball because of Eiserman, but. When you're like ten years old and playing softball, and they don't have the numbers don't go that high, right? So, what? or it's by size. Yeah. So unless yeah, it was know. super big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the the larger the number, the larger the size of the jersey. So depending on what size you need, you yeah, you need a smaller number too. Here you go. So how'd you how'd you become a Detroit Red Wings fan? My parents are from Windsor, so just right across the water. But um, I grew up. And we had, like, a Red Wing room in our house. It was a Detroit room, so... A Red Wing of the house. Yeah. Yeah, like, actually. And, yeah, um, and it was, yeah, like, red accents and everything. Um, But, yeah, we had Detroit everything in that room, and so it was only teams that I knew. And then I went to my first Red Wings game in grade three and didn't even, like, understand, like, what was happening. And then that was when I processed, oh, Vancouver has a team. And that was, like, new to me, so I wasn't about to... Wow. So uh, you said across the pond, like how, how long would it take to get from Windsor to Detroit? Is it like right across? Yeah. Um, probably as size Alex Fraser bridge. Oh really? Yeah. It's, and you can like, you could the Joe Louis arena where the Red Wings used to play. Um, like you could see it right from the boardwalk in Windsor. It's, um, really, and the downtown Detroit's like right as soon as you cross. Um, so you can throw a rock over the river and hit a Detroit fan on the other side <laughs> if you wanted to. 
that's a no, but <laughs> I, I guess you could try. try. Um, yeah, not, not quite that small. Yeah, there you go. I think Joe Lewis has a much nicer ring than Little Caesars Takeout Arena. <laughs> okay, it's just yeah. Little That's Caesars it's, Arena. It's oh, no LCA, but LCA. it's actually it's beautiful. I went for I went on New yeah, Year's I've, Eve. I've, well, I've I've seen pictures. It actually looks really nice. Yeah, the team store was probably the size of Delview alone. Wow. wow. I was yeah, I was almost in tears. It was phenomenal. <laughs> so when was the last time you went? This past New Year's Eve. Oh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, we went. My nice. parents and aunts and uncles. Because. You wouldn't go to Detroit for anything else. It's, it's I kind like of, Detroit. I what, what is it like now? Because you keep hearing about how rundown it is now. Everybody's leaving. It's, no, but it's so much better. That was really? a few years ago. It's come a long way. Yeah, there are certain areas, right? And, you know, um, past like 12 miles, it gets pretty uh, bad out there. But downtown Detroit is phenomenal. The people are so nice and so happy. And um, it's such a, such a community. And I think the construction of the Little Caesars Arena alongside the other um, major, or yeah, well, Comerica Park and Ford Field, they're all in that same vicinity. So it's created like a culture and um, like Fox Theater is down there and it's, it's just so lively. And um, yeah, I would probably say probably the nicest people I've met. Just like even mm. even like the people that are you know living on the streets. Just hey, like have a great game, like high fives, you know. Not mm. um, just like so happy still. Like, very proud to be from Detroit despite everything. Um, so it's growing. It's coming along. So it looks like it's coming back a little bit. Yes. Well, that's good. good yeah. To hear. I don't know if it'll be the same as when you know with the auto boom so I right. started there, but um, unless they start making electric cars. Yeah. They're doing that in LA now, isn't that the deal? In LA? Well, Tesla's headquarters. Oh, right. They have that giant plant, which is not making it fast enough. No. Yeah. Production issues. You probably drove past it. Did you drive past it last summer? The Tesla plant? Yeah. I don't think so. It's it's right off the highway. Oh, really? Like if, you, if you leave I can't LAX believe I missed it then. Yeah. And like you're heading oh, inland. It's, well, we didn't. I, don't, I can't remember what number highway it is, but it's it's like where you can't miss it. Like it's huge. Oh. Tesla. Like well, you insane. landed at LAX. We didn't land yeah. at LAX. Oh. Um, we in never there. landed at LAX. Oh, okay. really? Were... It's crazy airport. Yeah, it's yeah. great. You see celebrities all the time. I don't need to. <laughs> I know, but you can just see how short they are. <laughs> what celebrities have you seen? So short. Um, I've seen a lot of. I don't even remember, but I remember like the one I remember distinctly was Hillary Duff. It's when she was dating the um or married to the hockey player. I forget his name. Uh, oh. Something, and they were so short, and they walked, and I was like, just, just like like stunned, right? Because I grew up watching mm. Lizzie McGuire, and there they are, and they're like half my size, like her and her husband. It was like mm. what? <laughs> camera angles. Yeah. Yeah. Have you met any famous people, Kung? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't remember. Uh, who was it? Maybe like local people. Yeah. Rick Hansen? Yeah, famous? Hey, yeah, sure. I met yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, he, his, he, he coached softball. Yeah, he coached softball against people oh, I played really? against. His daughters are around my age. Cool. Yeah, yeah not many. You don't seem the type that would be super impressed by fame. No, not really. I, I wouldn't get all jumpy and stuff like that and mm-hmm. say hello, though. I'd probably interview them. I'd whip out my phone and say, <laughs> hey, radio podcast. <laughs> Can I get a sound like? <laughs> exactly. Listen to the Raider podcast. I feel like so, I may have said this on a different podcast, but I ran into Shaquille O'Neal once at a gas no, station. Didn't. I don't think so. That was really weird. 
At a gas station. Yeah. Oh, you, maybe you did. I don't know if it was on here, if it was maybe just you and I. It what was that all about? I, I was getting gas. It, I, um, I, when gas I, I grew up in Burnaby, and it was a 7-Eleven. They get gas, too. Um, gas station, and um, sort of by the house that I grew up in, and I, I was getting gas, and he he was in, he, he had been injured, and I can't remember, this would have been probably, I want to say, like, around 1998-99 and he was injured and he was doing his rehab with some famous um, uh, sports doctor at eight ranks in Burnaby he had come to Vancouver to specifically have his knee worked on or something by this one doctor and he was he had this giant like custom-made motorcycle and he was <laughs> gassing up his bike at the gas bar and it was a tiny nice. gas bar like 7-eleven and he and that's so it's funny because you said like celebrities are shorter. No, yeah, well, he's not. He's not like, shorter in person. It's like monster, and it was he's just like, monster, oh my yeah. god, hey Shaq, and he was just like, hey, <laughs> finished up, and then he was gone. Like, Did you talk to him? Great. Like I know. I said who... like, hey Shaq, and he kind of like said, oh hey, and I think he might have said, how's it going? And I said, good. Everybody, it was weird because I knew he was around because yeah. everybody had been talking about that. Like it was kind of a big deal. Right. Like oh Shaq's doing his rehab in Burnaby or whatever. Which, because I have a, um, it was my friend's mom, but she's a teacher um, at Delta Secondary, and she met him, so I'm wondering if it's the same period, yeah, like time maybe. period, but she said he was terribly rude. Because he probably came rude. through yeah. here, like, when the Grizzlies were around. Like, he would have, he was playing then, so that might have been yeah. something like that, though, too. I wonder, I want, like, celebrity rude... I guess in some ways it's like you have it's your job to meet the fans and stuff like that, but I can I understand extent. how in it certain, depends on the context. In certain think, uh, right? situations, you might be out for dinner or doing something you don't yeah. have to you deal with. You don't need invasive. Yeah. I saw um, I watched the show Prison Break, um, and one of the guys, um, Dominic Purcell, I think is his name. He's <clears throat> Lincoln. I don't, did you watch Prison Break? No, I never have. Although kids used to always tell me I looked like a character on there, but I can't remember which one. Oh I yeah, it. I have a feeling I know who it is, and you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but Talk I saw that later. <laughs> I saw him at the airport, and he um, he had his hat like brim super low, and uh, he, he was trying to get his luggage, and he was like ahead of people, and the security were like kind of taking a long time to like let him through, and he, you could tell he was getting heated, right? And um, like I was like, oh, I want to like get closer again, really short, like he's probably like five five, but anyway, definitely. <laughs> people really don't realize that off. Shane is like six foot eight. So yeah, apparently, <laughs> can't so see through the microphone. Yeah, it's all an illusion. But yeah, and he, yeah, you could tell he was not um, trying to socialize. Whereas I was on another flight with some character from the show Arrow, and he was with his like five kids. I don't, I don't watch it, but I've heard that name, but I don't. And everyone like just started like quoting and, and he would go along with it and he put his like character voice on and then people would clap and this was like the first like five minutes of the flight and then it ended, but so it depends really I guess on the situation. If I, if I was the green arrow, I, I I don't know. I would just kinda hide. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, so I don't have that problem. But um yeah, that's interesting because I guess they have a life too. Yeah. Yeah. So you grew up in Windsor. No. No. No, I grew up here. You were born and you grew up here. Yeah. Parents were from Windsor, right? Yeah. You grew up in Burnaby. No. That's me. I grew up in Burnaby. <laughs> Ladner. It's, it's, the, it's Monday. Ladner. Okay. It's Monday, John. So you were born. <laughs> in uh, Grace Hospital Grace in Vancouver. Hospital. Hey, yes. I was born in that hospital. A lot of people are. Yeah, crazy. It's not around anymore. It's renamed. No. It's good. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've heard of it. Uh, so you were born, and then you went to Ladner to live. 
<laughs> she was transported quickly to yes. Ladner. Yeah. And then after that, when did you go to Win- Windsor and why? Well, all my family's from there. Okay. So it's only myself, my mom, and my dad that are in BC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go. We would try to go back when I was growing up. Um, I would have grandparents come every summer and Christmas, so we'd probably go back every three or four years. Oh, you just went to visit? Yeah. Oh, I get it. See now. family, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it sounded like you lived there. Oh, it's Detroit Red. Oh, we'd go all the time to Red Wings games. And oh no, yeah. I've only okay. ever been to two Red Wings games in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Ladner. So both your parents are from Windsor, though? Yes. And did they meet here or there? No, they met there. And they moved here together? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I got it. Yeah, you figured her out. Okay. I didn't think it was that challenging, <laughs> but I'm glad we made some progress. So, and at some point, for university, you moved to the States? I did. I went to North Dakota. Yep. Random. Yeah, well... I, that's what people say, and I guess it is. Um, I think about when I was in grade 12, I wanted, I knew what I wanted out of um, school. I wanted to go into education, so I wanted a school with a good education program. I wanted um, I wanted to play softball. Like, I didn't want to, you know, go and sit the bench. I also wanted some competition, so I knew I was looking at, um, like, a Div 2 NAI level. And then I knew I wanted um, to, 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 I don't know, I don't, like experience a lot of different things and so a bit of balance and um so my grade 12 year I I looked at I went and visited multiple schools and I talked to schools all over the U.S. um like literally almost every state right because you're just kind of sending out letters and then hearing back and what are you looking for do you need an outfielder like that sort of thing and then I knew I wanted to not be stressed so I said by Christmas I want to sign I want to be have that done with and enjoy the rest of the of the year so at that time in November, I was looking at a couple of schools in the Midwest. And when I left, like as I, I went to visit and I left and I just like knew, like, you know, and you just have that instinct inside. And I was like, yeah, that's where I'm going to be. And then it just sort of happened. Hmm. Did you, did you visit North Dakota before you went there? No, I'd driven through it because hmm. from driving across the country, but uh, it's not memorable. So I hadn't remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> not much there. So um, what was the campus like? Small. So I, that's another thing I wanted. I wanted a smaller school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. It was, it's your typical U.S. Um, college town where like this academic or the sports athletics are such a focus. And so like, um, game days for football, especially <clears throat> the whole town shuts down, right? And everyone comes out to the, to the game. So it was, it was definitely, um, college town. You got discounts at all the, the local stores and. I'm um, really, is really this friendly. The University of North Dakota? Or no, is no. Um, is there a University of North Dakota? There is. That's um, in Grand Forks. That's the the Fighting Sioux. Oh, okay. I've yeah. Heard that. yeah, yeah sure. That's where. So what was your school Taves, then? Valley City State University. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a about an hour west of Fargo. It seems like that's that's the thing for all of their sports, whether it's high school or whatever level, right? They bring it up. Totally. A couple hundred notches compared to here. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got their flags and their uniforms yeah. and their, you know, colors and stuff like that. And they go it's a and big cheer. Deal. Right? High school sports are huge. But I, I like that culture. And it's mm-hmm. not just athletics, though. Even mm-hmm. like, there's, I found there were so many more clubs and 
after school events at the the high schools there too because right. you know we had to do our practicums and I did multiple different practicums while I was down there and so spent a lot of time in the in the schools and kids were there till 7 p.m. and when I say kids I mean like hundreds right just in different events around like everything is school oriented like club sports aren't as big it's all through the school and um, activities and they ha- they offer so many more things um, so that that school culture is, uh, was really neat because um, you, you drive by some of their high schools and they have their own stadium. Yes. And they have their own. Unreal. Yeah. You know, they spend a huge amount of money on all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you can watch it on TV. Yeah. They have they have a drum line, right? The marching mm-hmm. band mm-hmm. and there's cheerleaders. Everything's centered around sports. Yeah. It's amazing. What were the winters like? Cold. Yeah. Long. Uh. But I didn't mind it. Uh, I find now I'm a little bit bitter when it snows here because I don't have patience for people who can't drive because I have learned to drive in the snow. But um, a different kind of cold. So once it hit minus 10, it it didn't really matter. It was Mm -hmm. cold no matter what. If it was minus 40, minus 10, it was still just cold. But minus 40 was like a normal occurrence? Uh, I think the coldest I saw was minus 46 Celsius. Yeah. How long were you there? Four and a half years. So just for the your university, degree. yeah, yeah, and then you did education there. Yes. Or, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so their program's a little bit different. Like they have, um, like my major was social science education. So whereas here, I believe you get your your content or whatever your field of study, and then you do a year of the education mm-hmm. program. Whereas that was like yeah, at the same time. So it's a little bit different. So it's integrated into your bachelor's yes. of whatever. Yes. What is your Bachelor of Science. Um, Yeah, Bachelor of Science. Science? Yeah, technically. Right. Yeah. Social Science? Yeah, Social Science. Yeah. And then a BA on top of that. And then I guess you had your practicum there as well. No. um, So part of our requirements, we had to do five practicums. So I did four in the U.S. and then I did my student teaching, actually, like the 16-week one here. I actually went back to my old high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Ladner. Delta Secondary? Yep. Yes. Right, I did Most my things. practicum at Pacers. at Pacers. South Delta. Oh yeah, but I worked at DSS for my first year of teaching. Oh yeah, yeah. What year is that? That's good. That was um, 2002, maybe. Yeah, yeah, so you would probably know a lot of the mm-hmm. old teachers, and some of them are still there, right? So for the four years, four and a half years you were in North Dakota, did you get a chance to get a feel for that state and other surrounding states or travel somewhere? Yeah, uh, definitely. We played games um, all through the Midwest. So um, Iowa, Montana, South Dakota, Nebraska. I actually got picked up one day for a cross-country they uh, cross-country tournament they were short girls and they needed so many girls to qualify so a couple of us went down and we did we ran for them um that was in kansas and then uh we always did a spring break trip um we'd play go down the first year we did florida and then after that we did arizona for two weeks we played like 20 games wow um and we played ubc and we played teams from all over the the u.s too which was really cool and then i also got picked up from a usa team and we i went over and played in amsterdam for a summer for a few weeks Mm mm-hmm that's amazing. Yeah, so that was, it took me a lot of places. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet you don't regret that. No. That's terrific. Um, <clears throat> what is your feel for for Americans? I mean, I've traveled a lot in the States and I have 
a, a good idea. Like for people who don't travel the States, they're like, oh, Americans, you know. Yeah. You know, what is your, like having traveled so much in the Midwest and to different States? Um, while I was a student, you know, I would say I was more naive, um, cause my purpose there was, was school softball and I wasn't right. sure I was interacting with the public, but you know, mm -hmm. a lot of my interactions are with university students and, but not, you know, the interesting group of people, but for sure, I definitely can see the political, um, uh, what do you call that? Divide. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And the Midwest is very extreme. And even some of my closest friends and to this day, like I, I just such differing opinions. And it's, it's just, it, I really realized how much geography influences um, people's kind of beliefs and values. And uh, so that was really interesting. Overall, I thought I, I, I loved my experience there. My friends who were from around there in Minnesota um, for like American Thanksgiving, they'd take me in and uh, just awesome people, a huge, hugely family oriented. Um, they had a lot of Norwegian and German culture. And so the food was amazing. Um, but other, I don't know. I, I, yeah, there are some things, I guess, you, you know, it, it took me a bit to get used to seeing guns everywhere, mm -hmm. but uh, you would actually see people carry guns everywhere. Yeah. Well, we, Is one it of my kind of a hunting state though. I would hunting. Think. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. But one of our university, uh, one of the programs they offer, one of the most populous programs is the fisheries and wildlife. <laughs> yeah. So that's what a lot of people were in. And yeah, I would go, get in the car and someone have a huge rifle, right? Like, sorry, I was hunting. Just move in the back. I'm like, I'm not touching that. <laughs> Thank just you. Toss it back there. Yeah. Like, how are you so nonchalant? <laughs> just throw but, it back there. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Well, when I've traveled in the States, I mean, I, I, I love Americans. They're very open. They're, yeah. they're more likely to, they're very likely to talk to you and chat yeah. it up and yeah. ask about, you know, what you're doing and stuff like that, which is nice. I, I think that's refreshing. Um, but <clears throat> in my travels, what makes me uncomfortable is sometimes when they, the patriotism. Yes, for sure. And because even the national parks that I've been to, I'll go, I'll go to Mount Rushmore. Mm -hmm. I think I talked to you about this and, um, okay, I'm learning about Mount Rushmore. They have this video going, and all of a sudden the flag goes up and the video cuts out. And then the Rangers, I thought the Rangers going to talk about, you know, the history of. Mm -hmm. Then he starts talking about the military, and then, and, and then he starts standing up and singing the American anthem, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But um, I've been in situations where, you know, um, the worst one is probably in Tampa Bay. Uh, we went to Bush Gardens, and. It, this is funny because we went in and my wife said, let's go to Bush Gardens. It was kind of, you know, after we got married and um, we wanted to ride the roller coasters. And <clears throat> it turns out she has motion sickness <laughs> after the first roller coaster. The whole park is just roller coasters. Yeah. After the first ride, she was out. Uh -huh. And so we end up uh, at um, kind of a concession area. And then... We got some food, sat down, but then they started having this show, like blaring music. It was like the um, something to do with like a cult. This was like a cultural international show. Um, but it was like every stereotype of every different nation. So you got you know, well China comes out with their peaked hats, and it's like, oh my gosh, what am I watching here? Um, and then at the end the American giant American flag comes out yeah. and everybody just stood up automatically with their hands on their hearts and yeah. they start singing. And I was like, I feel a little bit uncomfortable. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. you know, just, I don't know what it is. It's, it's very extreme. It's, it is very extreme. Yeah. And, it, and it's yeah. such a, uh, yeah, I don't want to 
it's a yeah the glorification too and i found that like we john and i were both in oregon over mm-hmm. spring break and i found like even there which is a very progressive state in portland being a very progressive city but mm-hmm. it's still there there is there's that like military influence and mm-hmm. driving down there like we stopped somewhere in southern washington i can't remember what like small city it was but even just going into a restaurant and the whole restaurant was covered in military flags on the inside Mm-hmm. Um, like the old, like, don't tread on me with a snake. And then there was ones that said like, you know, veterans, you know, local number this. And like, there must've been like a dozen different, like just military, like flags and banners. And, mm-hmm. and it's fine. It's just, it's just different, I think, than what we're used to. And at like, we went to the trailblazers game mm-hmm. and that it was like before the game, during the game, like there was mentions of military. They had service people in attendance for the anthem. They brought out a a, a soldier who had just uh, returned. They said like after like two years, um, I can't remember where now, but people were just like going crazy, mm-hmm. like you know, cheering for this guy and and good for him. But it's just it's just it's a little bit extreme, right? right? More like, than yeah. Right? I can understand like during wartime, you know, how you want to rally everybody and get everybody on the same side, but it's like seems to happen a lot and what if you don't believe in what other people believe in you i'm sure you'd be you i sat there quietly and smiled yeah i don't know yeah well even it's... on that though like doing practicums there uh, the content is u.s only um like not having any clue where um, places were geographically like like not even knowing that Italy was so a that's boot. not just a joke <laughs> no it's a real thing and that okay. like floored me because they were like oh well do you have a prime minister or they said do you have a president right and like people in my university classes like oh like so who's your president like well we don't go by president but it was it's just weird like how naive they were to even recognizing other other um countries so to speak and they, like their content is so U.S. history, like from that social side, right? And um, rightfully so. There's tons of you know history there, Rich, but interesting history, yeah. Yeah, but they don't. There's no world history really. Mm-hmm. It's very minimal, and and even the attitude <clears throat> towards a lot of those things, it's like we're champs. Like that's their kind yeah, of like America first, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's a bit of propaganda. Say a bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a fair bit, but. You know, I guess there's a purpose to that. Just trying to keep everyone on the same team, right? <laughs> uh, I guess yeah, that's what that I think is. you yeah. could make some arguments against that. But well, yeah. yeah, especially nowadays, I guess. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I mean, when I well, – it was funny because, like, when I went to play um, in Amsterdam for – it was a USA team. So I was wearing, like, a USA jersey and everything, mm-hmm. which is a bit weird, but it was a USA athlete's – tournament or event or whatever you want to call it so i it made sense um but meeting all the, the different dutch people that we played against like they were awesome and they were so humble and so welcoming and exciting and um then when i said i, I was canadian well they just lost it right and, and yeah they're like they like the americans but it was like oh you're canadian and it was just so much spe- <laughs> more <goodness>. special <laughs> right and and i mean yeah there was a there's that connection piece with with holland and, and, mm-hmm. and canada and but but even just i think I wasn't super flamboyant of it, right? And that's, you know, and that's what they've even said when people go traveling. It's that Canadians are a lot more discreet and, you know, Americans are just right right there. You can always tell which ones they are versus the Canadians, even though we're so similar, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Which is good and bad because I I do appreciate the fact that they'll 
be blunt about certain things, right? Sure. They'll, they'll tell you. Right. Right. Um, and there's, there's a use to that. Cool. So you don't feel American. No. You only spent four and a half years there. <laughs> People make but, jokes like, oh, you're American. I don't know. I mean, there's some things like I miss some of their food, their restaurants. Really? And, you know, yeah. Like what? Um, that's a good question. Um, they have like better deals at McDonald's. Like, oh. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, <laughs> they I actually have McDonald's here. <laughs> no, I don't even know what I'm thinking of right Pretty now. Sure you can um, around. That's the food she's talking about. Their cuisine. Yeah, right? the Scottish Scottish. No, when I was there, the yeah. when I was Scottish, there, I missed Canadian food Scottish for sure. Burgers. I don't know what I'm, I don't even know what I'm thinking about, but no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Some deep fried thing or. When I was in Texas, I had deep fried Twinkies. Like you have to, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess I would try that. It was fine. It was just like a donut. It's just a donut. I know you would try I don't know that. if I would like it. It was just a sweet donut, like nothing crazy. I, I don't think there's anything you wouldn't try. Or very few things. No. Compared to most people. I would try. I'd yeah. give it a try. When we were in, you, when we were in San Diego. Did you go to the San Diego Zoo? Uh, when I was a kid, I think I did. Oh, you didn't go that last no, time? No, no. Oh, okay. No. Because they, uh, they started talking about insects and they had this demo where this guy was eating um crickets and mealworms you told me about that yeah you ate some crickets didn't you? i did and your son I liked it too right yeah he had a mealworm oh, see I would, I would eat a cricket see, i wouldn't yeah, eat a worm i would take like a I... cricket over the mealworm yeah. but apparently crickets are like super high in protein yeah well it tasted good because like salted and, i was gonna say you, know, you put stuff on it you fry it and there was a booth good. i did a, a a like a run in the summer and um <clears throat> there was a booth and these guys were selling I think it was cricket powder, like to put in smoothies. It was basically right. like cricket protein powder. Yeah, and they were going. And that's pretty much cricket. acceptable to anybody, right? You don't have legs and stuff like that in there. I don't know. I think some people would be thrown off. I I was. It's powder. Yeah. I didn't take a. Sample. I'm with you. It's fine, but. But I don't know. Maybe I could come around to it. It's paradigms, right? Like I don't know. Well, you eat shrimp. I have eaten shrimp. Yeah, yeah. isn't that pretty I close know. to crickets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not that far off. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Eating uh, crickets? McDonald's craving or something. Oh, yeah. Thinking, okay, but they yeah, actually have a $5 or 50 nuggets for $5 meal. Like, you would never get that in Canada. $5. 50 nuggets. I mean, it speaks to the obesity That's issues there, but you would never find that here in Canada. It's actually cricket. <laughs> exactly why it's so good, <laughs> it's then, I guess. Something. It's some pink <laughs> substance. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Cheaper. Yeah, it's like a cookie. Better, but, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, I guess, if you're on a... Student budget, maybe that. Yeah, yeah. But but even shopping though, like they actually get sales, right? Like our sales are so. Meh. It's true. If the uh, Canadian dollar wasn't so low, then you know, like we used to go to the states all the time just for shopping. Yeah, same. But now I it's my like gas you kind of have to think twice with you the know, exchange. It's terrible over spring break. Yeah, it's like thirty cents on the dollar. I know. Terrible. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, and we were in Portland, which is tax free. I know tax so, free, but it was still it wasn't really saving much. I don't. No, know. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. So after your four and a half years, you moved back here, and mm-hmm. um, I guess you went back to Ladner, and then you had your student teaching at DSS. What was that like? It was 
awesome. That was your old school, you said, Yeah, right? but it was weird. And yeah. even to this day, like, you know, um, students experience this all the time, but it's such a weird dynamic going from mm-hmm. Mr. or Mrs. to all of a sudden um, first name. Oh, okay. As, like, colleague, right? Right. Uh, also because, you know, on my practicum, realistically, I was closer in age to the students than I was to the, the staff for the mm-hmm. most part, right? And um, not in a bad way. It's just it's just how, how it is. And so I, it, it, was an, it was a weird dynamic. And then also getting to know the teachers from – the other side, it was awesome. And it was interesting because I did my practicum under four teachers and I had had three out of four of those before. Um, and it was so cool because I had my opinions of them as from the student side, right. And, and what I liked about their class and you know, what I learned and th- those memories and then seeing, uh, from the teacher's perspective, the rationale behind a lot of oh, their, okay, learning. that's interesting. Yeah. And, and things that I thought, uh, when I was a student, how I totally, had a completely new perspective um, as, as an adult, as from that. Who were your sponsor teachers? Uh, I had Mike Moorhead. Okay, uh, yeah. Pam Mann, John Powell, and uh, Wes Novick's. Hmm. I know all those names, but I... Well, they're all still here. Yeah, they're all still teaching. Moorhead's still there? Yeah. Oh. He told me last year, I think, or the year before, he said he's looking for like two or three or four years still. Yeah. But his his son, I think, is probably grade 10 or 11 now. I wonder if he's waiting until he graduates and then maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's interesting. I can't imagine going back to my own high school to yeah, teach. Yeah, I've seen some of my... Well, the, it was weird just seeing teachers from the past show up at conferences and stuff. I'm like, I'm a teacher now. I'm going to the same yeah. conference as you. I, yeah. I, I live strange. in the same... Um, townhouse complex is one of my high school PE teachers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was weird because I had seen him around when we moved in and I kind of thought like, oh, that guy looks familiar. And then we were out for a walk one night with the kids and he was walking down the path and he has a neat little dog who he was trying to see. was a rescue dog from Mexico. She's just this cute little like mutt kind of thing. And so we stopped to like pat the dog and he said, oh yeah, this, I can't remember the dog's name, but it's, yeah, he said, you know, she's a rescue from Mexico and blah, blah. And I'm like looking and it's getting kind of awkward because I'm like staring and I'm trying to like place them. And I'm thinking like, I, I had the idea, like it had something to do with school that I thought maybe I had worked with him at a school. So I said to him, like, I said, are you a teacher? And he kind of laughed and he was like, well, yeah, I used to be. I'm retired. And I said, oh, did you work in Deltix? I thought maybe I worked with him at Siakwam or something. That's what was in my head. And he said, no, no, I, I worked in Burnaby. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's Mr. Ewell. <laughs> See, but like, you said Mr. Ewell. Like, oh, yeah, because I, well, I, I, I did know his first name. But I was like, right. I said, oh, yeah. And, and then we were talking about it, which it turned out he said, oh, yeah, you know, that was actually like only my second year teaching, like was when I was at that school. And I didn't end up staying there long. Anyways, he's retired. He works from SFU now as like a, a faculty advisor and that. But yeah, it's just it's just kind of interesting, right? Sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Can't stand ya. <clears throat> And I ran into, and I ran, I remember running into another PE teacher too on a, um, which, yeah, like one of those kind of awkward things where there was a group of us and, and yeah, he was, anyways, yeah. Well, I'm at the point now where I'm seeing the other way around. I'm seeing former students come back as student teachers or even like working in the district. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird too. Yeah. Just, I feel like I've been around for a while, here a which while. I guess I have. Yeah. 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 Well, back to Shana. <laughs> uh, well, how did you get into teaching? Like, 
Like, I know I didn't start off thinking, oh, I want to be a teacher. No, I didn't either. I, I, I was almost 30 before I started teaching. I think that's a male it's thing. It's like you seem to know quite thing. early on. I knew when I was eight. Um, when you were eight? Yeah, we had to do a project in grade three. And granted, that's when you're at that age where the only jobs, you know, are like police, doctor, uh-huh. um, teacher, whatever. Um, but I did a project on a teacher and I just I just kind of knew. And then um, grade 11, uh, socials 11 solidified it because I had a friend who was not the most studious. And um, we sat together in the, the tables and, you know, his attendance was spotty and effort not there and I was like dumbfounded because I was like don't you find this so interesting like how are you not attending class right and and he was like well it's just so boring so he would miss the lesson so then I would teach him everything when he came the next day and then he would start coming he's like well only came because you would explain it to me and I was like well it's just so interesting and then I just knew and I was like no I need I need to do this and are you still connected with that friend no oh interesting yeah I think if someone asked me what I was going to be when I was eight, I probably would have said, like, professional wrestler or, <laughs> wow. or Hulk something big. like that, yeah. <laughs> but that's great if, you know, hey, if you know, I just, that's just, to me, that's kind of, yeah, I don't know. Even, even right up until the time I decided to go back to school and, and get my education degree. Like, because I did, you know, quite a few years of university I went to college for a couple of years. I went to SFU, did like a full four years there. and then Just burned through the wallet. And uh, no, education was cheap then. It was okay. the 90s. It was basically free. It was <laughs> wow. It was, what a time. Honestly, it was like my, my first year at Douglas College was 1997, September 97. I started Douglas College. And I think a semester's tuition, with, honestly, for like three courses was like five, maybe $500. <laughs> Like wow. That's a maybe steal. like five, 600, like, you know, maybe 200 bucks a course, like at most. And wow. even when I got to SFU, the, the tuition freeze, um, that we had in BC, a tuition freeze mm-hmm. for many, many years, mm-hmm. uh, was still in effect. It was only like sort of my last year. I think it went up and then I was away for four or five years. And then when I went back to do the final year of education, it had gone up significantly, but, um, Yeah. But for like for you to go from eight years old all the way up to going into education, like well, didn't you ever change your mind or yeah, see something else? And go, there was hmm, a time not. period. I like I love history, and so I was really looking into being an archivist, and I, um, okay. like I like oh. traveling, and you know, kind of was pursuing that. I was even interviewing some people who were in the field and um, considering that, but. Um, and I don't know, and I've thought about it, like, I, and I don't know if it was like kind of grade eight to 10, that time period. And I don't know what actually turned me away from teaching. I don't know if I think, cause I remember that's what I wanted for so long. And then for a while I was just like, actually, no. And I don't know if it was, so there was some doubt. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if it was like a, a social thing or if it was, um, just, you know, I've, I've wanted this, like planned this, like maybe there are other, other options. Mm-hmm. And then, um, that class, uh, socials 11, when I just found I was naturally doing it, I was like, no, I, I need this. So I think I have, I have two sisters that are both teachers and they're nine years older than I am. And, and I think so that, I think it was probably because they were both teaching yep. from a very young age. Like they kind of did like you did, like they went right to university, did like their four or five years mm-hmm. and were teaching by the time they were like 23, 24 years old. And so I think that was always, and then I was still, even then I was like a pretty young teenager by the mm-hmm. time they were already working. So I think it was always in the back of my head, like, Oh, that could be a good job. Mm-hmm. But even in through like my twenties and that, it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm teaching, but it never I don't think I ever knew that that was like, this is the only thing I will ever do. Like it, 
Yeah. But I think that's cool, though, if, if that's kind of always been your life passion, because not a lot of people get to do what they wanted to do when they were mm -hmm. 10 years old, right? Like, yeah. You, do you still want to be a teacher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was trying to not avoid that. Teacher. Question it every day, <laughs> but you know, whatever. After today, forget about it. Yeah. This year. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is your second school now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first school? Burnsview. Burnsview. Yes. Okay. Two schools. She was run out of there. Yeah. And, uh, I heard about that. Yeah. The incidents. Yeah, they said your Delphi's <laughs> yeah. problem now. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. can go there next year. No. Yeah. How long were you at Burnsview? Just last year. Okay. Yeah. I see. Just your second year of teaching. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is it is it all you thought it was? Yes. Yes. Yep. And it's it's interesting because I I didn't know that like you wanted to be a teacher like your whole life because it and 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 sort of working towards that like you said even like in grade eleven that because it, it does seem like you have been doing it longer. Mm. So that's yeah. I, I think that's that's kind of what I, I thought that's as maybe well. Oh really? Oh, that's good. It's maybe it's because all you have been away. I think been doing. She's it been longer, she's right? been playing school at, at her house. I was an only now. child. I had to make the time pass. <laughs> I actually did she, try to teach my cat. I made a report card well, for I was her. I say found stuffed animals. Yeah, but that works too. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's, pathetic, she's but... a veteran in her own way. Yeah. What sort of course she was a Does a cat take? I tried to teach her how to walk up the stairs with two legs. That sounds like torture. Okay, but it was very gentle, and she got treats. Okay, but. Yeah, I don't remember what else. <laughs> Meowing. That's, like why self gives, that's why she gives her students treats. Yeah. Actually, I haven't in a long time. Right? I, actually, this semester I don't think has gotten any. No, there's, they don't no. get the sugar, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, two blocks of eights, you know. Yeah, that's true. You definitely don't want to sugar up the no. grade eights anymore than them. they already are. How, how do you find your, your courses? Is there anything that you would really want to teach that you haven't gone to teach yet? Because, I, I mean, it took me a while to get into sciences, which mm. is my background. I taught math and PE and drama and all sorts of weird stuff until right. I got there, right? No, I'm insanely lucky. I actually, when I uh, graduated, I actually took a job in Arizona to teach in Arizona um, because mm. here the that process, you know, you were TOCing for so long. and. Mm -hmm. um, I thought, you know what, I could go, I could teach right away, I could get a, a year experience. I had a friend living there teaching, we were in the same school, I would have been coaching softball. Um, it was kind of like super ideal, um, but the whole working visa thing was a bit of a mess, so I uh, <coughs> decided not to do that, um, and then just got in at the right time and got right into my subject area, but... I mean, my major is social science. My minor is English, and since I haven't done any socials uh, since my practicum, so I, I really miss that. Um, I find a lot of my classes, like not a lot, but you know, the, with the, the say the books or the poems or the stories that we're reading, the articles. There's so much historical content that I'm using, mm -hmm. and then I, they leave class, and I'm like, yeah, that was a socials lesson. That's okay. That's totally <laughs> That's okay. Though. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I, I do that too. They come so hand in hand. Yeah, and, and, and why not cross the boundaries, right? And I did. I taught humanities in my practicum too, so I had that mindset and and just kind of seeing those parallels and. Um, well, plus, if you stop yourself from doing what you're passionate about, then you know the kids are going to see that because it's not mm -hmm. going to be the same. Yeah. You're not going to be as into yourself, it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's that was actually one of the coolest things for me when I was in North Dakota. We did. Um, I was a part of the student senate and I was the education representative for the, for the student senate. And we had to go to these big conferences, the state conferences with all the, 
senators of the wow yeah it was really like if you want to see overachievers like that was that was quite an <laughs> the experience Lisa Simpsons of the, the world <laughs> it was yeah it was really cool and it was like these whole weekend conferences people were like why do you want to give up your weekend to go to, you know but it was so interesting and we did this one leadership exercise and I never saw myself as like a leader um because I I can be chatty and outgoing when I get to know people but I'm pretty quiet at first and and uh and they put these like posters around the room and it was, there was probably like 30 of them. And um, they all had a different like sentence, like sort of like an I can statement or like a um, sort of a general kind of th- statement. And the, and it says, stand by the one that you think you identify with the most. Mm-hmm. And it was the one I went to is like something uh, I, my passion um, is what drives me or something. And I was like, oh, that's so me. Like, I, I'm just like, I'm so into everything I do. And like, like I know this is like a audio, but like, you can see my hands are going crazy right now. And I'm dodging. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, don't worry. I won't hit you. I'm getting lots of wind. Only not to wear a few water bottles in my day. So we're good. But no, I, and I stood there and then, and it was like, oh, see, you can be leaders in your own way. And it was so eye opening because it was like, oh, like I can actually use what I'm interested in to help inspire others or help, you know, help them see things. And, and so I think that's kind of what I've, used for my focus of, of teaching and even like last year like a lot of the comments from the students when I when I left it was like thank you for always like being so into the lesson and mm-hmm. it, it made me actually want to pay attention and it's like wow okay that works for me right like mm-hmm. if if I can get you to, to pay attention you know some people that's hard but and I think that's that was, very true if you're not interested how are they gonna be yeah other people to be right yeah Right, because, well, a lot of what you're modeling is learning, right? Yeah. You ultimately want them to just be really good learners and be passionate about what they're learning. Curious. And, like, if you're not showing it, then, you know, how are they going to get that aspect of, you know, school? Right. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, it's good to be a, a nerd about certain things. Yeah. <laughs> right? Totally. And a nerd as in, like, being really into certain things. Yeah. Right? And show that. Mm-hmm. So... That's great. So what what else are you nerdy about? Not Star Wars. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, you didn't get the droid reference thing. when I talked about the microphone. I'm like, how come I think not, Star Wars transcends sci-fi. I think it's just like a life study at this point, isn't <laughs> a life it? Study. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway. I think I just grew up with Star Wars. And, and I didn't. Too, so. so. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, fun. I'm not super serious. About do you play Star with Legos? Wars. I did when I was younger. I uh-huh. haven't in years, but I want to do that when I teach socials. I think there's so much you can do with Lego in class, oh, and I. Yeah. So I, I. I put together a helicopter yesterday, actually. Did you? Yeah, Lego helicopter. So you made it yourself, like or hours. did you follow? No, it was it was it was a set. My son, it's his birthday this week, and he got an early oh, present. Nice. So cool! Wow, yeah. you would be that parent. Now you just set the bar. What? You have to do that every year. What? Early present. Oh no! It wasn't from. My, it was actually oh. like from his aunts and uncles. Oh, okay, that's fair then. Yeah. When my son was three, I got him an X-wing fighter set. Sweet. Yes, him. You got him. <laughs> that's like when he's three. When he's three. It's like Brandon always says, "Oh yeah, we're getting the kids a, a, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas." I'm like, "Yes, your kids who can't even hold the controllers." <laughs> oh well, yeah, I'll play it until they do. That's the nice yes. thing about being a dad. Exactly. Right? It's fun. It's super fun. Yeah. So, I I, I kind of miss the the time. When we had just bricks, yeah, right, yeah. and yeah, you know, these sets are so expensive now. And yeah, then but the um, they become expensive. collectibles too, right? They do, and you're afraid to take it apart. But yeah. like my son had no problem; like all of his sets are all <laughs> messed up now yeah. because he's used the actual bricks from it, um, which is what 
But I, I read fun. a stat. I think we've talked about this before, John. That it, certain Lego sets have appreciated more than gold, like over the last like twenty years. Yeah, it's crazy. I have a, a neighbor. One of my next door neighbors is is like a, a collector. Hmm? He's got he's got the original Death Star Lego. He's got the original Ewok Village mm. and all this stuff. And yeah. He's showing me a few little odds and ends that I don't... I'm like, okay, that's... Like, he's got the original um, Ghostbusters car and right. stuff like that well, that he claims is worth, like, tons and tons of money. But. It's the original Ghostbusters car. I thought they just came out with that. They just something. came out with... Because my son has, has the new one. Uh-huh. So they recently came out with the new old car and then the new car from the new movie. And they oh, sort okay. of came out together, so you could get either like the '80s version or the new version. Mm-hmm. But there was one back, I don't know when that they released of the Ghostbusters car, twenty years ago or something. Okay, I don't know when it was. What kind of sets do you have? I have none now. Oh, you yeah, gave them sorry. all all the way. Um. Yeah. I. I don't. Think were I there have sets when you were a kid? Because I, my brother was super I had into space. Lego when we were little. There were space sets. But that maybe was about it, because otherwise I think it was just bricks. There were um, medieval sets. Okay. Mm. I, I remember those from daycare. Yeah. I had, like, a p- purple and pink one. Like, a, you know, just classic six-year-old girl. Like, it was, like, different color scheme or whatever. I remember that, and it was in this huge tub, and you mm-hmm. could build off of the tub. And Did they stand. have, like, when was that? 90s. 90s. Okay, I didn't realize they had, like, now they have, like, the different gender-based ones um and which is you know, weird the friends lego or whatever mm-hmm. which yeah it's kind of weird to me but um i didn't realize they had that in the 90s yeah mm-hmm. yeah i didn't know that either i just remember tons of bricks and my brother building yes. like houses and oh, yeah. i remember when the flatter Cars ones came and... out i didn't know what to do with the flatter ones do you know what i'm talking yeah, about like, like the, the more pancake yeah like the seat the, the rooftops are i don't know what yeah. you would say for that but... i call those the finishing pieces because they finishing tend to go on top and yes. not have the bumps right? yes yeah. yeah, yeah, that was yeah. I remember that threw me off. But actually, um, I am not a video game person, other than Sims and Spyro, which was like the there was those are the only two games I ever played. Spyro's, Spyro's coming back. Yes, I it was just released Spyro, like last week. Kind of from Sega. So, um, no, no. Spyro the Dragon. Spyro the Dragon. I had it on PS One, but then it was on PS Two oh. and PS Three. I feel like Spyro predated the PlayStation because I I, I kind of think. Before that, too? Like, when I was a teenager, the Spyro was around, maybe, like, for the second Genesis. So you're, you're a dragon? You're a yeah, dragon? He, like, yeah, it's a purple dragon. And stuff. Yeah, okay. and he has, um... Yeah, I definitely remember um, that. Oh, I forget the dragonfly's name behind him. I couldn't tell oh, you Oh, man. They're doing a Dixie. Sega Genesis. Uh, they have some other Sega thing out soon, but they said they're going to do a Sega Genesis. Um, like, <coughs> just like they have those classic Nintendo yeah. things, yeah. Though, right? So Sega's doing one. That was a big deal when I was like, mm, early, early, mm, yeah, early to mid teens. The Genesis was like the system, yeah. but I feel like it still wasn't that. But there were still arcades then. Kids went to arcades, right? But yeah. the Genesis, but even then, I don't know. It just seems like video games are so like all encompassing now and pervasive. Uh, well, interactive, then, uh, for yeah, sure. and maybe that's part of it is because you can go online and, and play with your friends and chat with your friends. Because I feel yeah. like, yeah, in the arcades, like you would go with your friends and then you go But home. now they've brought arcades <laughs> to the house, that's yeah. what they've done. Because even with the Genesis, like I, I never stayed up all night playing that. I don't think any of my friends did. It was just kind of... It wasn't elaborate enough. Maybe that's why. Like you couldn't. It didn't couldn't hold your interest I, long enough, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I liked arcades. 
I actually missed it. Yeah, them. I did too. Because it was a like you would call up your friends and you would say, I'll meet you at the arcade. Let's let's go. It's like an event, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was one well, I guess the same thing if they come over to your house, but it's kind of not the same thing. No, it's different. And I like pinball too, and you still you can't play. Well, I mean, you can get a pinball machine for your house, I guess, but mm-hmm. that's nice. one thing you had to go to the arcade for was pinball. Right. But I remember, what was the last big arcade? Palladium at Metrotown, which is gone. That's long gone, I think. Not long I gone, yeah. But I remember... Because there was one, there there was another arcade at Metrotown, too, because that's, I lived in Burnaby, by the movie, th- in between the movie theaters. There was two movie theaters, mm-hmm. and there, there was the an Cineplex arcade movie. right in between, I can't remember what it was called. But that's where all the Burnaby kids used to go. Right. But it was a fun time. Yeah. And you'd meet people there and... Street Fighter, I remember that Street was the Fighter big game. Street Fighter was huge, Street yeah. Street Fighter 2 or whatever. Yeah. That's what everybody played. Yeah. I was not... I was never very good at any of those no, games. but was I. <laughs> no. But I'd go because it was fun. Or Chuck E. Cheese. I remember growing up with Chuck E. Cheese. There's still the I thought those ones were only in America. No. There's, no. there's one oh, in Langley. No. Actually, oh, wow. well, and it used to be more an arcade when we were kids. Like I remember going for birthday parties, and they would have like it's actual not video games. No, it's it's more like it's like it's like go I call bananas, kitty gambling. Oh, wow. it's like the games of chance for kids to win tickets. But they, oh, really? as far as I know, I've, I've my kids have gone a couple times. They don't really have like the like video games anymore. It's oh, more of like the that's games too of bad. Chance. Well, they wouldn't match up to what the, their standards. I would feel like like the whack a mole and the ski ball. Like they've got that kind of stuff. Right. Where they throw the football through the target and, and get tickets and uh-huh. that sort of stuff. Whereas I remember there was a Chuck E. Cheese in like Burnaby or yes. and the whole it was on boundary. Yeah, like upper level was just arcade yeah. games and then the lower level was kind of more there's so many birthday parties there it was yeah. always the best because you'd go there for the day and yeah. you could sit down and eat pizza and watch the creepy animatronics yeah, and then you would go well. and go upstairs and play the video games and just run around and there's so much stuff to so much someone always threw up someone always threw up <laughs> always oh, sorry. pizza video games running around oh yeah sorry. no it was sorry. great but yeah. I miss that. Hmm. Um, well, Chuck E. Cheese was, was actually created by the same person who founded Atari. Oh, really? Yeah. Same guy. Hmm. So after, like, Atari didn't, after Atari was kind of doing poorly, um, he started Chuck E. Cheese, which was a great idea. It was good. Too bad they're all gone, except the Langley one. Yeah, it's different, though. It's a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. So, video games, <laughs> Sega Genesis. What else are you into? Mm, softball. I don't know. You're not playing yourself anymore, though. No. You're coaching. Do you see yourself coaching playing in the future? No. Really? No. Um, Even like low key, just like kind of. No, I had a lot of back trouble um, the last year, and then so I took that time off, and um, I always knew that I would coach. Like that was always something I knew I would do. I didn't think I'd do it this year just the way it happened it's happening but um no i i i found i had like a good connection with my team and even though our team switched every year right because people are graduating and such but it feels weird to be with a different team and a different caliber almost Mm -hmm. like i just have that uh that norm that i was i was used to when i played and and i I played for over 15 years, so I, I had that, that run, and it, I just always, like, it, the road just always ended at after university, like, after that final year, so 
I don't know. Was it hard to leave? Yes. Yeah. It was very hard. It was, yeah, it was, I was very sad, um, cause it was like all of your life, right? Like we would have three practices a day sometimes and, you know, you'd have ball every day of the week. And, um, but I found what was hard too was like that part of the identity shift. Like, uh, I still had another semester of schooling left after that. And, um, my roommate, she was still in the softball team alongside, um, the two other girls that I was friends with across the hall and in our apartment. And, so they'd leave to go to practice and then I would sit there and be like, I don't know what to do. I never have 3 PM off. Right. Like this was always practice time. And who am I? Yeah. And so, and even like take, like I took new courses that like, I never had time to do like evening courses or whatever, um, to, you know, like some, some stuff that I was interested in, like photography and what have you. But, um, it was still weird. And, and people were like, Oh, like, who are you? And be like, well, I was a student athlete and now I'm just a student. And it was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. a weird concept, but. I miss it, but not to the point where, like, I need to go back. Mm-hmm. Really? Like, it'd be cool, but I I know it served its purpose. I, do you know? It was peaceful. A little bit. Like, I I mean, I used to play roller hockey. I loved it. And I, I miss that. I would go back. But, I mean, and you... you well, I'd go back to that place in time, but I wouldn't go yeah. join, like, a random woman's team. And that's the other right. thing is, like... Do you think the, you, might, you might have been a bit burnt out at the same... Like, even though it was such a great experience that maybe it was a lot of for softball sure. in four years or 15 years? For sure, yeah. It was always competitive, right? I mean, and, yeah. it, you know, I mean, I... We, every, like, yeah, it was so time-consuming and... um yeah, definitely. I would say there was like that burn, like you kind of looking forward to it to end. But mm-hmm. again, it was also like a yeah, huge part. You yeah. had to make time to do other stuff. Yes. Yeah. And even like, but then you could also justify not like, I I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was a way of life. Like it really was. But I suppose that's what you would feel when you finally retire. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. scared. I'm a, I'm yeah. a ways away, but like well, that. <laughs> so, am, so am I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. as far as you but yeah yeah i i don't know that yeah, would be very weird for me what next right like because that's like you said it's identity yeah. right yeah. i'm a teacher it's your life right yeah now what am i what well, in retired teacher. softball and teacher like it's one of those things that doesn't leave your mind right yeah. it's always you know like you can you can leave the classroom the classroom doesn't leave you right. right you can leave the ball field ball field doesn't leave you right like you're right. you're thinking about that 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 pitch that you swung at right and there's runners in scoring position like you know could i have or should you know all those plays or um yeah so it's, yeah. it's weird when it's a big part of you like that i guess and it, it is such a psychological game too mm-hmm. like there's so many nuances and yeah different things it's a thinking person's game like mm-hmm. for sure which I liked. And I always loved, you know, it's a, it's a team sport with individual performances. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. had your your focus zone, your your elements, but then you still had that. That's what I find too, because my son's playing baseball now, and especially in kids' sports, mm-hmm. one, one kid can make such a difference. Yes. But baseball, not so much. Like soccer, basketball, hockey, like if you. Well, they get the. That one kid who's a star, they can completely control the game, but in mm-hmm. baseball. They can't, mm-hmm. right? They get their bat every couple innings. They and take that's their turn. Kind of it, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because it is. It's yeah, you know, like you said, it's a team sport. But there is that individual. But the team has to. Yeah, you because there's a, there's a part in that game where it's only you, right? Mm-hmm. When you're up to bat, or or if you're on the pitching mound, whatever it might be, and 
no one can replace you there unless you get subbed out, but mm-hmm. you have to perform that. So there's a different element of pressure, whereas in other games, mm-hmm. that, that possession of the puck or the, or the ball is, is a lot more Quick fast, and you have to get over that yeah. um, if you make a mistake. Like in volleyball, it's, you missed it, okay, next play. Yeah. Someone, someone's breaking in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, do you follow softball? I mean, you coach softball, but how do you follow softball anyway? Like, you can follow exactly. baseball. Exactly. That's, uh, where's uh, Title Nine when you need it? But no, um, uh, no, it's, um, I still follow the, my team, my university. I still know mm-hmm. girls on the team and uh, keep in touch with them and kind of see how they're doing. Because I know the conference, too. And, you know, uh-huh. Dickinson was our rival. And how did you do against Dickinson? Like, you mm-hmm. still wonder that. But, um, no, you can ta- follow Big Ten. Um, on, uh, like, it's on TV? Yes, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Very, like, not regularly. Uh, you can watch them online. Most universities now. They have like online live feeds. Our, our my university got that after I left. So, but yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to softball or baseball. But what is, what are some of the, what are the differences? Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> like between the two sports. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, ball's bigger. Okay. Yeah, ball size for sure. Um, mound distance. Uh, I don't actually know the measurements. Pitching. Yeah, well, the pitching style. So softball is completely underhand. windmill underhand. Uh-huh. Um, innings. So baseball is nine, softball seven. Oh. I always, okay. I think, and even as a fan of baseball, I think baseball could cut off a few innings, to be honest. I don't know. Some of those yeah, I sympathize with that, I think. Yeah. yeah. But as a player, like, you're like, no. Yeah, yeah. Does that change a lot by changing the number of innings and changing the, the distance from, like, if you watch yes. the baseball yeah, game? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, I so, mean, it, the, the difference, watching a, a softball or a baseball game, it's pretty similar. I would, no, I, I would say softball is much more fast, faster paced. Fast, fast. It's similar faster. though. Like it's. Oh, concept it, wise. It's, it's not like if you said like cricket and baseball, you'd be like, you know, there's similarities, but very different. Right. But you said baseball, it's faster softball. paced. Huh? It is. So. How is it faster uh, paced? Like, uh, well, it's a cl- tighter game, right? The field's smaller, okay. um, so everything's a little bit quicker. Um, the uh, I don't know how you would um, like. There's not as much. Oh, I don't know the right word. Um, you only have so much time in between pitches, whereas in baseball, I think there's. Was there a pitch clock? Not an official pitch clock, but you know, like you have to have you the ball in the mound. Yeah, you can. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so it's it's like run a little bit smoother. Like like for example. Here, not any university. University was seven innings, regardless. But usually, games are timed hour twenty or hour thirty. Oh, I didn't um, know that either. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. And then, like leading off is different. So in baseball, you can lead off mm-hmm. uh, before the pitcher starts, mm-hmm. and then so then they can try and throw you out. Whereas um, softball, you can't until the ball's released. Um, like I was the like bases are typically closer. Like bases are closer. Yeah, it's all just like kind of brought in in, yeah. in a sense. Yeah, it makes um, sense. So the ball's like traveling a lot less distance right it's a bigger ball so um it it just is a bit faster do you know how fast the pitching can get like in like i know like in baseball like major league baseball typically major league pitchers like fastball specialists can get up yeah like 95 to 100 Mm -hmm. miles per hour is considered like kind of the sweet spot yeah what would softball be for like a a real fastball pitcher i'm pretty sure um 60 62 if i remember correctly yeah and I don't know. It's really interesting. Like, if you're interested in it, um, Jenny Finch did, like, a, a study, like, uh, comparing baseball and softball. Because, you know, all the baseball is like, well, you guys are, um, we pitch way slower, right? And we're like, well, 
you're going to really bring this competition on. So they did a study on like one of <laughs> I'm those, not going to. <laughs> one of those sports uh, shows, like half hour segments. So mm-hmm. it was her. And then who else did she have? Uh, she's on multiple ones. Um, you know, Jenny Finch. No. Okay. She's one of the greatest softball pitchers of all time. She's you, um, team, oh. team USA for many well, years. Okay. Jenny Finch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And she no, has her own like, line of like softball <laughs> gloves and cleats. And, okay. Anyway, um, she's really nice. I actually met her. She's, yeah, she's amazing. But, uh, anyway, so she went on, did this thing and they did her pitch. Granted, she was like one of the best pitchers in the world, yeah. but, um, the, against MLB batters. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they couldn't hit. Right. And they timed it. They did all the measurements. And I don't, I don't remember exactly all the numbers and everything, but you can watch it on YouTube. And, um, she actually shatters this like glass that they're like measuring it for, um, because of the, the velocity or whatever the, wow. um, it was really an interesting, um, study because it just really showed how much more challenging the, the pitch is coming from the underhand because um, the ball is completely different. It's an unnatural uh, pickup point, whereas coming overhand is a natural progression mm-hmm. of, of like the, the eyesight or whatever. And even like the windmill as the ball's hidden longer, right? Mm-hmm. As you're yeah. pitching through it and um, the different spins and everything. And uh, Where does softball come from? Did it, did it come from, like, was it a modification of baseball or? I have no idea. I would suspect that, yes, I would think but so. I don't know. No, actually. No? Okay, yes. I, I don't know. No, it, it is. I think so, but I know that fast pitch itself was was a men's sport originally. Like the windmill mm-hmm. pitch was originally a men's sport, and still is. There are still mm-hmm. leagues, but it's predominantly a women's. Um, when you say no. fast pitch. I'm that... referring to like the windmill, the underhand windmill okay. pitch. Yeah. Because some so people... Fast pitch. Yeah. Those are synonymous? Interchangeable, yeah. yeah. Okay. I get because some people say soft, fast pitch, and I think it's a different thing. Okay. Yeah, but you would never call like a men's fast pitch team. You never call that men's softball. It would, that would be men's fast pitch. So they do have men's softball. Yeah. Well, men's fast pitch. Fast pitch. Yes. Okay. But you wouldn't call it softball. But you could say softball, and I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how these different games evolve, mm-hmm. right? Somebody makes a change to make it play but better. I, I think that like it came from like fast pitch, like um, it's a faster game, right? The pitch is faster. Like, um, the concept of it, like again, bringing that the field condensed a little bit more. But right. Okay. Well, thanks, Shana, for mm. popping in today and having Thank this you. impromptu. You didn't listen to any of the other podcast episodes, did you? I will. <laughs> <laughs> Going to now. Because when I talk to you. In your room, it seemed like you had no idea what was going on. Oh, I know. You were I were asking about a script. I did, but <laughs> I just script? didn't. I didn't. Well, I know, but I wanted to She's make sure that you me. didn't want me to like prepare any like questions or anything. I don't know. I should. No, no I should have actually all. written up a script for her. Yeah. No, you should have came here and been like, asking. "So, what questions do you have for me?" And I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> "Oh my god, mm, how's your day?" It's a reverse interview. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I figured, but you know, you never know, and I, I never want to be. Unprepared, even though. Well, I, I hope you enjoyed yourself, and I hope it wasn't too much pressure. You didn't feel <laughs> underprepared for it or no, anything it like good. that. It was perfect. It's just a conversation. I think so. you hit it out of the park. Ha ha. Uh, I think we'll end it there. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thank no you so back. much. Thanks, Shana. <laughs>